Hello and welcome to the Extremely Shy Podcast. My name is Kevin. On the podcast this episode, we have two guests. We have Jeff, who is happily married right now. He's going to share some of his uh, dating advice with our listeners. And we have Bonnie, who is a dating expert who has helped a lot of people in dating in their lives. Let me apologize to our regular listeners for the tardiness of this episode. My personal life and my work uh, has certainly been busy, and so I haven't had um, much time to devote to recording and editing podcasts lately, so I apologize for that, and uh, I will do my best to record and edit and release podcasts as we go. In terms of this episode about dating, we we do our best to give you our opinions, and um, it, it's just that. It's opinions. Um, it doesn't reflect the, the view of the group as a whole. So uh, we can't guarantee that you'll be successful, but hopefully uh, you'll learn a few things from this podcast. I have Jeff Watts here with me. Uh, hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, good to get this done. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, tried recording before, and unfortunately, we had some technical issues, and uh, the, the recording couldn't be uh, released. But hopefully, uh, this time, uh, I won't screw up. And it was just too much awesome in the last one. That's the computer just said it had to go. Yeah, the computer couldn't handle it. <laughs> I've dumped my 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 old operating system and upgraded to a new operating system, the new Mac OS, and uh, and, and got a new version of the the Garage Band that I'm recording with. And I, I've tested it before, and it seems fine. And so, keep our fingers crossed. And fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our third year anniversary party at the Portside Pub. Yes. Yes. Jeff, did you have a good time there? Yeah, I always have a good time when I go out. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a huge turnout. It was a little bit warm. It was, yeah. But it was great to see so many people there. And yeah, I love you know meeting huge amounts of people. So I met a lot of people that night. Great. And, great. Yeah, you know, just chatting with them, asking them why they joined the group. And yeah, I'm just helping them meet new friends and just generally have fun. So That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, w- I was there, I think I got there around 7 or so, and I stayed till about 11. Okay. Yeah. I, I showed up at closer to 8. I think it was like about quarter to 8 and when I came in, and Ian was just kind of getting tired of doing the greeting thing, so I took over at kind of where everyone was coming in. Yeah. And yeah, I stayed till we... Well, we were dancing for a while. I think I left sometime after between 12 and 1. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I left at 11. I, I, I gave your friend Kathy a ride home. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's tough finding people that yeah, live live out in this thing of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, she lives, like, in Coquitlam, past Coquitlam Center. And so oh, okay. it, was, it wasn't too far from me. Just I lived yeah, in Coco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was not a problem at all. Awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's not many of us in Meetup that live live in Coquitlam. So 
know, there's me, obviously Kathy, and there is Tammy, and uh, I'm not sure who else. Uh, I think Ian moved to New West. Yeah, Ian's in New West, so yeah. we were actually having a good conversation about it, saying that we're so close to each other, we can hang out more often. Because I think he's only two SkyTrain stops away from my place. Yeah, he's at the New West SkyTrain station, yeah, like my, just above it. Yeah, one of my, my good friends from law school, they they lived in the same building that he just moved into, so... Yeah. It was cool. I know I know how to get in there, and I know where it is and all of that. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jeff, you asked me at the party uh, if I know any uh, single guys um, for single girls to meet. And um, I, I think there's quite a few single guys mm-hmm. in the group. Yeah, there, there definitely are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how many of them are... Are, are really looking for 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 a relationship, or how many of them are looking for just um, just making friends or casual dating without any attachment or commitment? So it's I think there's there's guys all over the board in that regard. What do you think? I think you're right. I I don't remember how that came up in discussion, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're. they're there's a mix. There's a lot of guys that are just there to hang out and have fun. But yeah. Like me, I'm one of those guys. I just go out to have fun. But, yeah, I, I get approached by a lot of, you know, some of the more shy people in the group just because I, like I said, I enjoy meeting people. Yeah. And a lot of people pick up on it and ask, you know, how it's so comfortable for me to go out and meet people. And I, I think I told Ian when I first joined, I actually was really shy for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't go out and approach people very often. I kind of kept to myself. I was quiet. Never really bothered anyone. But uh, a, a lot of my friends, well, not a lot, but some of my friends enjoyed doing, you know, the meeting and socializing. And as I started hanging out with them more, I started doing it a bit more often. And, it, it, like, it, it, the uncomfortableness of going out and meeting strangers, it never really goes away, but it, it lessens over time. And you get a little bit more used to... Yeah, just chatting with people that you've never met before, sure. and it it feels natural. And yeah, even there are times where yeah, even like I said, a lot of people think that you know I'm one of those guys that loves socializing. But even still, like I'm a little bit shy or a little bit nervous and tired sometimes. But I, I put on a nice smile, and that usually goes a long way. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I believe that's how you met your wife. It was. Uh, I guess I haven't told you the story before, but. Um, no, back in university, my, my girlfriend at the time was taking uh, a Chinese Mandarin class. Okay. And she didn't have any other friends in that class. Oh. And she kept pestering me, I, th- I think almost daily, for going on three weeks. Just saying, Jeff, you should come to my Chinese Mandarin class. Yeah. You should come to my class. And I wasn't really interested. I didn't really want to go, but it was starting to get annoying to the point where I was like, okay, I'll just I'll go to one or two classes and maybe drop it. Yeah. And I went for, I think, two classes, and uh, she ended up breaking up with me when I went home for a weekend. Oh, no. And, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, like, the the class right before that happened was where they introduced all these ESL students to come and do a language exchange. Oh, okay. So my wife was in, is, was in that group. Yeah. And she was the best-looking girl in that group. Oh, okay. And it was one of those, like a lot of people don't believe in love at first sight, but that's what it was for me. When I saw her, I was like, I want to know who that person is, and I want to date her. Like, And so it started off where 
Yeah, we were just language exchange partners. Uh, I picked up the Mandarin language, like the tones, very quickly. And that was a huge part of the intro Mandarin course, was making sure people could speak in the proper tones. Yeah. And beyond that, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So it was an easy class for me, and we spent a lot of time helping her with her English. Yeah. Uh, just from there, yeah, we just kind of developed a, a friendship and then a relationship. And then, yeah, we went to China. I met her parents to see if they were okay with her marrying a foreigner. And it was great. I hit it off with her dad really well. Um, growing up on the reserve, we did nothing really but party. <laughs> so I could I have a very high tolerance for alcohol. I hadn't had to use it up until that point. Okay. But their hometown is uh, Qingdao. Yeah. So the, the Qingdao beer is made in her hometown. Yes. So everybody there is, well, almost everybody there is a big drinker. It's very famous beer. Yeah, so and it's 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 exported all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great beer. It tastes very similar to Heineken, I think. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we hit it off because he invited me one day to go drinking with his friends after work, and my wife put those chopping with their friends, and I didn't really want to go. So yeah, I joined him, and we hit it off. We connected over beers, and he was okay with me marrying a daughter, and yeah, that's kinda... great. That's a great story. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah, um, I I think uh, sometimes it could be stressful meeting um, y- your girlfriend's uh, father. You know, they yeah he some some dads are are, are very are, are have a very strong opinions, and some mm-hmm. some are pretty, are somewhat laid back. So you never know what kind of dad you're meeting. He was somewhere in the middle. When okay. I first met him, he looked really angry and then intimidating. Yeah. Because I remember when we sat down on the couch, uh, my knee was like, you know, maybe this close to her, like maybe a few inches. And like he gave me a mean look and then he (laughs) looked at our knees. So I scooted back over (laughs) away from her a little bit. And yeah, he was, like I said, he was a little bit cool, like not, not cold, but he wasn't super friendly until, like I said, we connected over drinking with his friends. That's good attention to detail. Most guys wouldn't even pick up on that. Uh... Well, it, it, yeah, when I'm trying to make a good first impression, yeah, you usually try to pay attention to the other person a bit more. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And and then uh, how long have you been married for? Um, a, f- a few years. Uh, we got married while I was in law school, so I guess five, six years. Oh, yeah. It could be longer. I may be mistaken, but uh, it's more the, the month and the date that's important to my wife, so I don't always remember the year. Okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I I heard that um, women are better at remembering um, um, dates and anniversaries and, and and things like that than men. Uh, generally speaking. Generally speaking, yeah. yeah there's well, they. Oh, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> like they have, they have a little bit more sentimental value in things like that. Yeah. And I don't know. For guys, I don't know. There's just a lot of... Like, even I was like this for a really long time where there were certain things that I didn't care about. Yeah. And, yeah, wedding date was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of important, but, like, I didn't have to go and change a whole lot of clothes. I put on a suit. I showed up for half an hour and talked to a few people. I didn't have that huge nostalgic memory attached to a wedding date that my wife had. Okay. Where it was all of her friends and family that were there and... Uh, we actually got married in China, so... Yeah. And... Did any of your friends come from 
Canada. No, it was a little bit too far for them to go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we did a small ceremony after we came back here, but yeah, the main thing was over in China. Yeah. Okay. Um, did she wear this uh, red Chinese style dress that Chinese women wear when they get married? She had, I think, six or seven outfits that she wore oh, okay. on her wedding day. So she had a, a white dress for. We had this little huge ceremony planned for the day where I'd go to an apartment and pick her up. Yeah. And, you know, bribe her bridesmaids with some red pockets to let me into the I room. Re- and yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. tradition, yeah. And, yeah, sharing dumplings with her, her parents. Yeah. And then going to the, yeah, the hotel for the, the ceremony. Yeah. And, yeah, from there, like I said, it was really busy for her because it seemed almost every hour, maybe half an hour, she'd leave the party, go back with her bridesmaids, change into new outfits, and... Yeah, we'd meet people. Yeah, and she did that. I don't know how many times it was. I, I thought it was really cute, but yeah, yeah, it must have been a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, I, that's her choice. That's the way she wants her well, wedding to be. I, 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 I think it was a lot of her parents. She. Oh really? She, yeah, she didn't want anything big, but uh, because we weren't going to be doing a huge ceremony here, and like her parents weren't going to be here for it. Yeah. And my mom was, you know, not not too crazy about wedding ceremonies either. She's like, yeah, you can go do whatever. And, yeah, her, her mom was not okay with that. She's like, no, we have to do it like this, and we have to have this many people here. We're going to invite these people and these people. Yeah. So it was it was big. I think we had about 300 people there. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was just, yeah, the only person I really know was her and her bridesmaids. Yeah. And a couple of her dad's friends from, from drinking. <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys go for honeymoon? Uh, we didn't actually get a chance because, like I said, that was right around the time when I was going into law school. Oh. So we had about a month, and we were both exhausted after the the trip to China. That yeah. we just came here and we relaxed at home for, I think, about two two and a half weeks. And yeah, it was right to first year law school. Oh yeah. Okay. Did Did you guys make up for the honeymoon later? Uh, we haven't really had time to because oh, okay. uh, yeah, when I finished law school. Um, I moved up to Whitehorse at first for work. Whitehorse, it's yeah, we, far. <laughs> it was it was really far. It was a long drive. Um, but I had two of my best friends from high school that that I lived with while I was there, and yeah, the job didn't work out, so I, that's when I moved here. But yeah, she had to go back to China for family reasons for about a year, year and a half, and that was when I became super active in in meetup. Meet yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got lonely. I, I missed her, and I needed something to keep me occupied during the day, other than, you know, sitting in my room and playing video games by myself and not seeing anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the social interaction from law school, so yeah, I needed to find something. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, lawyers are a busy lot. They, I don't get to see my friends every weekend. Yeah. So I needed something for that that fix of meeting people. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good, and and uh, you're, you've met lots of people from from the group, and it's it's worked out well. Yeah, I, yeah. I really I really love the people in the group. the The organizers were awesome, because yeah, the the first person I met was actually you. We did uh, yeah the video game night where we need you guys were looking for somewhere to host it. Yeah, and it was when I was brand new to Vancouver, and I just won uh, a huge like fifty. 50-inch flat screen from Best Buy. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, what better way to use it than play video games? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was really nice of you to let us use your place to host mm. video game night. Yeah, my Ruby was really awesome about it too, and same with the the landlords. I just had to let them know what I was doing. Yeah. And I'm sure you remember it started growing. And even when we got, you know, like 40 or 50 people in my place, yeah. they still didn't mind. They were really nice. They just said, you know, give us a week or so so that we know that it's coming. Yeah. And if we don't have other plans, you know, we'll, we might find something to do so that we're not going to be up all night listening to you guys. Yeah. You know, cheering at whatever it is that you're cheering at upstairs or playing rock band or whatever. Yeah. For all the single ladies out there who, who are looking for, for a boyfriend... Uh, or a relationship uh, what, what advice would you give them it's, it seems like a, a lot of single ladies ask you for advice on well I think it's both not just ladies I get a lot of guys and girls asking at the same time okay you'd give, you give you tell them the same advice well I don't think so I I tell them what I did in the past oh yeah um, but even outside of meetup a lot of my friends will ask me for relationship advice yeah apparently being married makes me an expert <laughs> It's, it's not the case, unfortunately, but like I said, I'll, I'll tell them what my experience was when I was uh, with my past girlfriends or, yeah. you know, while I was courting my wife, what worked for me. And I'm usually pretty upfront. I say, you know, this worked for me. It may not work for you, but this is what I did uh, with my wife and what I did in the past. And this is what worked for me. And I said, yeah, just try. Uh, the biggest thing I told tell everybody is just, you know, communicate. Uh, for one, uh, we're guys. We're not very good at picking up on signals. That's true. We're not. So um, it's it's one of the things that yeah, a lot of girls that have talked to me will will complain about is that they'll they'll give signals and they think it's very you know obvious, but to a guy it's it's almost invisible. We're we're kind of stupid in this regard. Yeah. And even me sometimes my wife will give hints. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, unless she comes right out and says something, I just won't pick up on what she's saying. And it was something I learned, you know, through through marriage where, uh, like, one great example is when we would drive down to Seattle to the outlets, we'd go shopping. Okay. And on the way there, um, my wife would ask, you know, it's like, oh, do you want something to drink? I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, she wants something to drink, right? Yeah, usually, yeah. And... Yeah, like I said, for a really long time, it was totally, I was totally oblivious to what it is that she was saying until, yeah, I started uh, meeting some of my other friends, you know, as they got married and they got advice from their parents or whoever else. Yeah. And they would just say, you know, usually when they ask you a question, they're telling you something. And okay. yeah, so that's one of the things that I would, you know, have guys look out for is, you know, try to pick up on things that are a little bit more subtle. Yeah. And... If you're not sure, you can always just ask. Uh, that's that's the other complaint I've heard from girls is uh, some guys are just a little bit too forward or a little bit too aggressive, maybe. Yeah. Or they don't pick up on the signals that the girl's not interested. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Other than, you know, like I said. I just, think that happens to every guy at some point. It, it's, it's happened to me. Yeah, you're right. It's happened to every yeah. guy. It happened to me all throughout university. Um and yeah, it's it, it's hard to hard on the ego, which is a big thing with guys. But yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the things I tell some of the people in the meetup. I said just just move on. It's it's not a big deal. If you make a big deal out of it, then she'll make a big deal out of it. It'll be awkward, and yeah, it, 
it makes events tough on the organizers if they're not sure aware of what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, there's this huge thing where this person doesn't like this person, and a little bit too much drama sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that has happened, and and yeah. so you know, you know, we, you know, there are sometimes where where a guy is too forward, and and I guess it, some some of it might be related to culture or you know different generations where guys uh they pursue girls women in a way that they feel is best and uh it's sometimes comes across as too forward or too aggressive yeah turns off the women and so i i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah Yeah, i wasn't really aware of it until the the video game nights that i used to host got really big yeah and it would be yeah usually you know later in the evening where yeah some of the female guests that would show up yeah would yeah come and ask me it's like what's the deal with this guy and yeah, it was tough because some of these people were my friends yeah and yeah, i'd have to go talk to them and say you know can can you get the signal this this person is not interested in you you can you know meet other friends it's there's a lot of people who are just you know try not to make it uncomfortable for everyone else yeah yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, that's good advice for sure. Um, well, what would you tell a guy or a girl who is sitting at home listening to this podcast and uh, lamenting how lonely they are and they want a relationship? What would you tell them? Well, one of the things that I tell um, a lot of guy friends. Yeah is was something that one of my friends taught me when I was dating uh, back in university is you know just take chances um, like I said there's a lot of times where yeah it, it won't work out but the the stupid sporting analogy that he used to use was um, everybody knows Babe Ruth right yeah he led the league in home runs yep like fantastic guy as far as baseball is concerned but he also led the league in strikeouts yep. every year that he was there. Yep. So, yeah, you know, on the ones where you do get, you know, a good signal or a good vibe, you know, just just ask. Just be a little bit more open about it. You don't have to be too forward or aggressive, but, yeah, just, hey, would you like to go for coffee sometime? Is usually the, the main one that people use to break the ice. Yeah. And, yeah, just meet the person one-on-one, see if you guys get along. And if not, it's okay. You can just move on and, you know try to meet someone else yeah yeah uh, I think uh, when, when when you go when you go out on a date and to, to meet to meet an, uh, to meet a guy or a girl uh, for for the first time or the first few times um, I, I think for me I think the best advice I can give a lot of uh, people guys and girls they they want uh, instant chemistry. They want they want uh, to be wowed. They want to be some instant verification that um, you know this person that they're going on a date with is is uh, is the person that they they want to have a relationship with. They, and uh-huh. they want that answer right away. They want they want the magic and they they want they want the whole the whole shebang and. I think that's that's a bad way to date, in my opinion. 
because a lot of times you, you go on a date and there, there is an instant chemistry and you might um, dismiss a guy or a girl because of that and I don't think chemistry is the only reason you should it's the only way to evaluate whether or not it was a good date yeah you're right like especially the, the first time you're meeting people the chemistry is not there because both people are nervous yeah so and they don't really know what they want to talk about there's no like you know little book that people get when they're starting their dating career say oh when you do go on your first date talk about this it's like I said it's very nervous on both sides and yeah, unless you're comfortable with that person because you guys know have some interest in common yeah it's there, there's usually not chemistry right away like even with my wife when I was first dating her all we had in common was that I was studying Chinese and she was studying English yeah like that was that was it I didn't know anything about her she didn't know anything about me and yeah so there it, it took some time before we got to the point where we were going out just because I had to find out about her and she had to find out about me you know going going on dates and uh, determining whether or not it was a good date and uh, we I guess we agree that sometimes there's no instant chemistry even though the, the partner might be might be a good partner for you and you don't want to this you don't want to evaluate only on chemistry um, when when I went out on my first date that turned into my first serious relationship our first day we had no chemistry it was just it was kind of um, it, 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 it almost feels uh, t- too formal you know we'd, we'd I'd ask a question and she answered, and she asked me a question and I answered it. There yeah. was there was nothing playful about it, and we we met for like 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I I had to go and <laughs> so but uh, we we but, uh, we we gave each other another another chance. I think our second day we went to see a movie. We went to see the first Transformers movie. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. The, and this was back in 2007, mm-hmm. and um, and and then we, we we hit it off, and we went out on more more dates, and uh, we, we were together for two and a half years. So so was, I think uh, I've I've been in I'm now in my third serious relationship, mm-hmm. and two out of my three serious relationships. The first date had no chemistry. Yeah, it's I, I've heard both. Yeah, because even with some of my really close friends at law school, some of the couples that are married are like exactly like each other. It's it's really funny just how much they are similar. Yeah, but it's it's not the rule. Like it's, you said, it's it's usually the, the exception where people hit it off right away and they're just instant life mates and they're like that forever. Yeah, yeah. I've I've met people like that, like several of them, but not everyone has that like I didn't have that and it sounds like you didn't have that so I didn't uh, either yeah like I said I think the biggest thing is just yeah getting over the pressure and just communicating with the person and yeah getting to know them a little bit better and yeah, yeah usually the, the relationships kind of happen naturally from that yeah and another thing that I find run into a trap is that um, some sometimes people look for for common interests, uh, and and they they put too much stake in common interests. I just I don't think having common interests is is a requirement of whether or not 
it'll determine if you have a good relationship. Yeah, same. Like I've I've seen people on on both ends of the spectrum where yeah. they have a lot in common. But like even even my own relationship, uh, I love horror movies. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. I've grown up watching horror movies. I watch them all the time, even if they're terrible. And my wife can't stand them. Yeah. So she'll like she's slowly, you know, coming along to to the to my side where she'll watch them occasionally. That's good. But it's it's not that she likes it. She's like. I know that Jeff likes it, so I'll come along with him just, you know, so he's happy. That's nice of her. And, yeah, we have, like, yeah, a lot of relationships are work where, yeah, you're doing a little bit of trading off like that. Yeah. Or just give each other space because you don't have to do everything together all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my parents have been married 30, 35 years. Wow. And they they have nothing in common. <laughs> and And so... You know, it's so having something in common is not required for you to have a good relationship. Me and my current girlfriend, we have nothing in common. I don't know if I should say that because she might listen to this. Oh, and I uh, might, might, I might get you in can edit it out. You get I can, I can edit it out. Yeah, the outtakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really like any 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 uh, hobbies that I like. Hmm. Well, usually as long as you have something to talk about with the other person, yeah. that's that's a a big part. Or even, yeah, um, I, th- I think it was a, huge, a big scene in Pulp Fiction, just being able to share silence with each other, yeah. which is why yeah, movies are so so nice for that, where you're just kind of both sitting there, relaxing, doing something nice, or seeing something that you like, and yeah, it's just comforting having that that other person you can share that with. If you don't have something in common, you could find something to do uh, together and find something in common, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of things uh, that's, yeah, from different backgrounds where you just grow up not doing stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, there's there's always, you know, fun things you can try out together. Sure. It's usually what you guys are both up to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you you reminded me of one time where I, when I, was, I was going out with this one girl. And uh, she had a lot of friends who are gay guys. And... Uh, and so from time to time she would go go to a gay club with them mm-hmm. and i i'm a straight guy um when i i don't really have any interest in going to a gay club but i did i went with her to go with her friends anyway because i wanted to spend time with her mm-hmm. and so that was kind of like so that's uh, an example of what i did you know that is similar to what your wife did to you know, she she watches horror movies with you, even though she's she doesn't really like to. Yeah. So. Well, again, it's it was like I was saying, you don't have to do everything together all the time. So that's yeah. you did not you didn't go out every single time she went out with her her gay friends to the club. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a different crowd. Like I, I, I I've done the same with yeah some friends, and it's it's neat. It's it's something that yeah I hadn't done before. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Yeah. And. Yeah, it was awesome, you know, the first few times we went out because, yeah, they love to party. And it, it was a lot of fun, but... You yeah, know, it as, can as get pretty rowdy. Before we uh, stop recording, do you have any anything you'd like to say to uh, our listening audience? I guess keep listening. I'll see if I can yes. do another one of these where we're not talking about something so serious like dating for <laughs> the first half of it. Hey, but, that's uh, that's what people want to hear, you know. I guess so. It's it's a big part of it. I didn't realize how how in yeah how involved it was in the group until I started coming back and 
Yeah, all of these people that I used to hang out with regularly were approaching me about relationship advice, and yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to talk about, but I I don't want to be you know the one that's that's an expert because I don't really know. Yeah. And it's been a while since I was actually out dating, so my advice could be a little bit old. Because I'm sure it's still relevant. It, it's still relevant. Yeah. A lot of it, yeah, just boils down to communication and yeah, f- trying to figure out what the other person wants and. Try to be nice about it, not too aggressive, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just talking like you normally talk to friends is how you usually talk to the other person you're interested in. Yeah. So that nobody's uncomfortable and nobody's nervous. It's just a little bit easier. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, I th- I think another thing I want to say is that don't use meetup ex- just for dating um, or, as, or as the only means of dating. Um, like I didn't meet my girlfriend on meetup. Mm-hmm. I met her outside of meetup. So if you're just trying to date on meetup at meetup events, you're limiting yourself. So you got to expand your horizons a bit. Yeah. Well, one of the big things with relationship is being able to find someone that you see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, yeah, some, some people do like meeting people within the meetup group. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're used to them they see them often mm-hmm. and it's easier to get, know the other person that way and yeah like a lot of relationships that you know that i had were while i was in school because i'd see them every day on campus or yeah people would meet each other at work because they'd see each other every day while they're at work yeah and yeah you just start talking and get to know the other person and then yeah that's where you do that first meeting and get to know them better one-on-one and hopefully it grows from there for sure yeah good luck to all you single guys and girls out there Yes, definitely good luck. <laughs> yeah. We have Bonnie here. Hi. We are sitting outside Fieri's Patisserie Cafe on Alberni Street. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. So we're recording this on my iPhone, so hopefully the quality won't be too bad. Well, I'll, I'll find out when I edit it. And, and I have my friend Marina here. Hi. Marina, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. I don't actively follow. So please continue. Uh, you were talking about what happened at Doolin's one time. Oh, I, I think I'll, I think Doolin's can wait for another time because I'm here sharing uh, okay. stuff about people that. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, if you ever see me at Doolin's and you want to meet somebody that you're attracted to, ask me, and I'll help you connect with them. Okay. And so we'll, you're like a wingman. I can be. I I do have clients, and that's all we do is we go out to the bar together, or we go out to uh, the pub, or even a coffee shop, and they say. This is who I'm attracted to. And then they're like, but I can't talk to them. Don't make me talk to them. And then I help them, you know, either attract that person or approach that person depending on what they want. So you're like Will Smith. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And it's it's funny because the more you do it, the more you realize that anybody's approachable. And we're all just human beings. Even though somebody might be so attractive that you're scared to talk to them. But in the end of the day, it's really just about connecting with another human being, right? So, yeah, if you ever see me at Dylan's Ask, and I will be happy to help in any way I can. Do you go to Dylan's Ask? I've been at Julie's twice now for the group. Oh, really? So, over the past, I'd say, six months. Oh, okay. I think you were there once. I don't think there was any jam on the table at the time that you were there. Though. No, I wasn't. <laughs> it was quite boring the one to time I went. Oh, well, it's always fun when I'm there. Oh, okay. Everyone's hooking up There's There's a lot of making connections, yeah. 
And now there's no more questions. <laughs> Kevin's drinking his water. I, I was, yeah. yeah. I just ate the most delicious... How do you say it again? Oh, macaron. Macaron. Oh my gosh, you gotta come here and eat it. It's like this spongy, moist, wet, fantastic. Yeah, apparently it's really good. What I have, I had a trio chocolate cake that was like all three different kinds of mousse. Yes. It was delicious. And you had a sandwich. I did. Yeah, my sandwich was really good as well. It tastes really fresh, and it, um, the bread was 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 um, just the right. I don't, how do you describe like hard hardness? It wasn't too hard, but it was hard enough. It's one of those uh, baguette bread. Yeah, pickles, which I love. I didn't like the pickles. I know, I know. So I, I gave them to Eva, and she ate the pickles. <laughs> Yay! And Mark's taking pictures right now again. Yeah, he is. My favorite question that everybody asks me is, why is it so hard to meet people in Vancouver? I think I've been asked that four times tonight. And if you want, I can answer that. Okay, please. Which is just that I disagree with that statement and that I wish that people would say something different. Like, it's really easy to meet people in Vancouver because I think it is. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting out and meeting people and coming to groups like this and socializing and smiling and, and being friendly, right? And, and Yeah, and that could mean a whole bunch of different things. And... Um, can I give an example? I can give yeah, an example, right? Can I use bad language? Yeah, please. It's, it's, an, <laughs> it's an explicit podcast. It's explicit. Oh, I yes. See. Okay. Um, so I had a, a friend of a friend once, and she was asking me, you know, how can I get men to approach me? Because they never approach me. And, um, she's like, I don't understand why, you know, men approach you, but they don't approach me. And she's a beautiful woman. She's in her 30s. She's single. And I said, well, why do you think that men don't approach you? And she said, well, because my friends, a long story short she had this really long story but she's like my friends call me bitch face and I was like what <laughs> you know if, and if you want to say that about yourself and that's what you're going to attract about yourself so how about you change a different story about yourself and create whatever it is that you want because if someone asked me you know what I look like I would never in a million years bitch face would not come to mind it would be that I'm you know maybe a little bit shy but I try and cover that by being overly friendly you know and so forth and go on about you know who I think I am and so it was funny because the, the look on her face, it was almost like a light went off. And she realized all these stories she'd been telling about herself and how she'd been creating that. And I don't know what happened after that because I haven't seen her since, but I'm hoping that it changed how she saw herself and that more people approached her from there. But I know that whenever I want to meet people, that's the first thing I think of is what story am I telling myself and how can I change that to meet somebody else? So, like tonight, I was really nervous about tonight. I didn't know people would show up. I didn't know if I would be the only person sitting here by myself. You know, and I was like, no, I, this is going to be a great night. I'm going to meet some really fantastic people. And hey, I'm just going to, you know, meet some really wonderful people that I can share a great friendship with. And then that's exactly what's happened. And we share a lot of laughs and a lot of information. And... Yeah, it's certainly been a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of eating. Lots of eating. I don't know what that is over there, but it looks amazing. It's like sort of a. It's got an orange on top with whipped cream, and it looks like a cake or a. Yeah. But it looks like, it has like caramel on the bottom. Yeah, like it's dipped in caramel, yeah. cakey. I don't know. It looks amazing. It's all glistening and shiny with an orange. Yeah. Everyone's mouth watering who are listening to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember one of the things you told me was to be more positive in yeah. my thinking and my attitude, and yeah. so I've, I've been doing my best to make that adjustment, and so I think that's important. And, uh, it's hard, though, isn't it? It's not easy. 
And I, I've been I've been on dates with women who are not very positive. And you notice it more now that we've had that conversation. I noticed it before, but I I guess uh, so now more than ever I I, I feel it's more important. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, because what you say about yourself is how other people see you, right? And so um, you can choose that. It's just a matter of what is it that you choose. Yeah. Somebody said to me that you're not taken until they put the ring on your finger. Why? Nice. Somebody's not going to commit to you in that way. Totally understand. And good for you for seeing it in that way. Hopefully you're holding out for what's important to you. Yeah. You might never put a ring on the finger, but still. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I don't know if I want to. It's funny, when I was younger, you know, that 24, 25, you always think, I need to get married by the time I'm 28 and have my first kid by 30, and I'm just turned 33, and now that I'm at this age, for me, I'm so glad that I'm not married or kids or anything. I don't think it's as important as you think. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Because you, yeah. Like, to me, it sounds cheesy, but marriage really is just a piece of paper. Yeah. It is. Like that's it's it's a government control not to get into that kind of a But it is. That's why it was created. It was government religion. Yeah. But you don't need to have kids to be married. You don't need to be married. To yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just want the really beautiful white dress. And like a really nice fit. So why don't you just create that now? Who cares about the wedding? You can still have the beautiful white dress now. That's true. I actually have people who have married themselves. I'm not saying you should want to go that route. Yeah. Because they wanted the white dress and they wanted the, the ceremony themselves so badly. And there was nobody in sight. So they were like, screw it. But you're okay, though, with him, with where things are? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's so interesting when I look at people, you know, in their 50s or 60s, and let's just say it's their second marriage, but they're not married yet. But, you know, they're just casual for five or ten years. You look sometimes going, well, why don't you want to live together? Why don't you want to get married? And now that I'm kind of in that position, but younger, I don't see a rush for anything. Because I have friends that are married with kids and do all that, and it doesn't look very fun. Or, it's not when you're. I think when you're a kid and you read all the princess books and you think that life's going to be that way, and then you get to that age and you're not there. I thought I would feel more about like a pain or a hurt in my stomach, but I don't. You don't. Which I'm shocked by. I thought I would. But I, I remember when I was 25 and I moved away. My initial thought was, I need to meet the guy the next year by society standards. You get married when you're 28, 29, and it hasn't happened, and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, which is nice. That's good. Yeah, and I totally agree with you that you, you don't have to get married. Personally, I would want a relationship for the rest of my life, a serious relationship, but marriage is not a requirement. She doesn't want to get married. I'd be happy with the common law situation. So that's that's how I that's how I feel about it. The common law now is like being married, isn't it? But yeah, it's got a lot of the same rights and things like that, right? Do you want to 
want to get married? Uh, I'd love to get married someday. Uh, whether I do or don't, is, I, I'd be, I'll be happy. You don't feel that pain or that urge? I, I would love to get married. Yeah. I just, I, my life will continue pleasantly and happily and joyfully regardless. So it's it's like, um, do I need a, anything more than what I have right now? No, I really, really love my life. Uh, if I get married, that would be awesome too. So yeah. it's, it's like an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really good. However, having said that, I, I speak to people every single day who feel different, who feel that very burning desire to either partner or get married, one of the two. And, and it's just more, uh, for me, it's about, you know, are you happy, are you joyful? I always wonder, though, if it is a burning desire or if it's more that I'm at that age and I should well, or there's a biological uh, factor as well, right? Men get it, women get it as well, uh, where they want to have children and they feel for whatever reason it would be better to do so partnered up. And I, and I understand that it's a lot easier to have children. Um, the biological clock is so, you know, documented in, in science that, you know, I hate to go into it too, too much. We all of us know it anyway, but I think for women it's very different when you get to your mid to late 30s than it is for men. Uh, you know, men, you guys can procreate to your 70s or 80s, right? And you're fine. Whereas we, you know, our desirability changes dramatically when we, when we lose the ability to procreate. And so when we hit our mid to late 30s, it becomes more difficult to date. It becomes more difficult to find a partner only because everybody's looking for younger to have children. So, um, it, I, I get that fear um, and that desire, um, and it really does evolve as we get older. Um, yeah. I don't think there's batteries in my phone. <laughs> oh, but they might be put back common. in in a few years. That's common, though. Yeah. That's totally common. It's weird, though, because I do want to have kids, but at the same time, it's like... I think now that I'm at that age and I see people having kids and what you know how it is now, I just don't know if it's that magnificent. It's difficult. It's difficult. Like, it's not trying to be cynical or anything, but it's just... Sometimes I think, oh, I should have just gotten in my early mid-twenties and I didn't know any better. Because now that when you know... It, you're, you're, I'm so, not concerned, but I will only ever get kids or have marriage or be married if everything lines up. Whereas I think when you're a bit younger, you might say, oh, I don't have enough money yet, but that doesn't matter. I'm not living in the place I really want to live in, but that doesn't matter. Whereas part of it, as you get older... You kind of want sometimes everything to be perfect, but it probably never will be, so it's kind of like you can be waiting forever or you should just get married and kids. Like it's, Have you watched the movie Idiocracy? Idiocracy? No. You've just described the whole start of the movie. Okay. Where, have you watched it? No, I haven't. It's a great film and I highly recommend it. Um, and basically they're talking about, the movie's about a hundred years from, or a thousand years from now, time travel and what happens when the people who procreate are the people who are the youngest who don't plan at all and who just have a million babies and then the people who wait until their 30s or 40s and say oh you know it's probably a bad time it's probably a bad idea and then they never have children and so what happens in a hundred or a thousand years when that's who's procreating only and the whole start of the film is this wonderful scene where there's this guy I don't know his name he's like his name's Bubba or something he's 16 he lives in a trailer park and he basically impregnates all the other young women in the trailer park and they're all you know and so he has this huge lineage 
And then they show this other couple in their 20s, and they're highly educated, and they're, you know, very uh, well-to-do, and they're very attractive, and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to focus on my career. And then five years later, oh, you know, it's just a bad time. And then she hits 40, and now suddenly she's like, I, I can't have kids anymore. And so they never have children. And so they have zero lineage. And so Bubba has, like, the majority of the human race, and these wonderful, intelligent people have no children. And that's the most it's terrifying. And, yeah, well, it wasn't very well acclaimed because it's pretty, you know, awful when you think about it, really. <laughs> but at the same time, it's fascinating because, you know, you think about well, as so the movie's premise is that you know we all we don't understand like the use of water anymore. We drink Gatorade. You know, we're covered in advertisements and everything we wear, and you know, we never have to stand up because everything we do is right where we're sitting. We can eat, we go to the bathroom, and talk to our friends, and watch television right in the same seat. Never leave. And that's their premise, you know, a thousand years ago. Anyway, the point being is that uh, we do overthink it sometimes. And if we overthink it, then you lose out. I think you lose out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost always our yeah. worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Almost always sabotaging ourselves yeah. and what we want. I actually have to get going. Oh, okay. But thank you very much for including me in this podcast. It's my very first one. Well, thank you for appearing on the podcast. We appreciate it. I hope to uh, talk to you all again. Yeah, all right. That's awesome. Have you ever seen the podcast? It's Ricky Gervais. You know Ricky Gervais? Yeah, like, I've heard of it. They watch me as a podcast. He had, he had a radio show like before he became famous in the mid nineties, late nineties, and it was turned into a podcast kind of. Oh, and then he also had a podcast, sorry. But he has this sidekick called Carl Pinkton. Just gotta listen to it. It's like listening to like Turtle Dumb and Turtle Dave. It's cool because you see how he was before he became Ricky Gervais, and then he became Ricky Gervais, and even after the office he's done he still did these podcasts and like because he was a radio host before he was yeah well they did the Oscars too didn't he or the yeah, Emmys or yeah. something yeah cool. but this podcast is way better <laughs> thank you Marina <laughs> Not everything before that. Yeah. No, it's good. So well, I'm gonna go home right now, and I'm gonna Google you. Okay. Yeah, do. Kind of creepy. But... No, Google's gonna be constantly. Yeah. I see you. Just Google Bonnie. My first name's Bonnie with a Y, and then dating, and you'll find me in millions. Yeah, she's the first result. Your dad must be like. My both my parents are passed, but yeah, no, they they'd be so proud of me if they were alive. Yeah. Like my daughter's a dating. Well, I have two kids. I'm a single mom, oh, okay. and I have a 16 year old daughter, and she thinks it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and her friends. Yeah. So do you guys talk about like sex and stuff together, or is that a bit? She's. It's funny, she's 16, and she's amazing, and yet she very rarely talks about that kind of stuff. It's more, you know, why is any, you know, boy like me, or that kind of stuff. But even then, it's pretty minimal. It's more she's coming to me for questions for her friends than for her. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure that those will come at some point in time. 16-year-old daughter. Yeah, 16-year-old daughter and a 5-year-old son. Yeah. Busy. Get home safely. Sorry. Get home safely. Yeah, uh, luckily I'm only like four minutes. Oh, cool. Yeah, just okay. quick walk. So I can walk along the um, the, like, the lit streets. So jealous. Because tonight it looks like Halloween out yeah. there. Like yeah. just the fog and the yeah. mist and the foam. Yeah. The fog's cleared up a little bit. Yeah. But it's cool because I think there's the full moon. Did you ever 
I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Kind of magical. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Bonnie. Same. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, anytime. Yeah. 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 Can you get out? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go. Cut. You can probably turn that off now because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cut. Oh, cut. <laughs> See you, Marina. Bye. Oh, like we're kind of spreading out. Well, I'm almost yeah. at that time too. Right? You're you're gonna go too? Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to ask you is, a lot of girls will will say that uh, you know they, they they all the guys they meet they, they just want to have sex and yeah. they don't they want to they don't want a relationship. But I don't I don't know I don't I don't I I would wonder I wonder where do they meet these guys? Like I oh. never I I don't know of any guys like that. Okay, well, I'd say that um, of the questions I get at work, I'd say 75 to 80 percent are about sex. Yeah. Um, and um, the most popular things on my site are, um, and I have millions of readers, so this isn't just a small, you know, subsection of people, but um, the most read things are the adult dating sites, so yeah. like Adult Friend Finder, and How Do I Get a Girl to Sleep With Me, and What's Friends with Benefits, and What's Polygamy or Polyamory. Yeah. Um, those are the questions people are whining about. So I should say that first. Secondly, um, that guys only want sex. I, I, I mean, that's the majority of men. If they can have, and I'm not saying that as a stereotype, and I'm not saying that all men are like that, but my experience is the same. Like, if I have a dating ad out there, I'd say the majority are 10 to 15 years older than I am who are replying to me. And they are looking for primarily a sexual relationship. And they make that very well known almost as soon as you meet. Uh, I will share this because this is my own personal experience. I had a date many years ago and I thought it was, I was really excited to meet him. I couldn't wait. We met online. It took us a couple of weeks of back and forth texting and phone calls and stuff and then we met. And within five minutes of, within five minutes of, uh, of meeting, sorry, somebody just shut up. Um, he looked at me and said, you know, I think you'd make a great fuck buddy. What do you think <laughs> And I said, you know, I think you can go fuck yourself. And then I got up and I laughed because I really thought that we were building something a little bit more than just sex. Yeah. And weeks and weeks of communicating and talking about each other's lives. And that's what he came up with. Five minutes within after meeting me. That's what he suggested. And sure, it takes balls to say that, but really? Like, really? <laughs> I think I have more value than just that. And I think, yeah. and that happens a lot. Uh, not just with me. It happens a lot with me. But it happens a lot with almost every client female client that I have. Uh, and it's unfortunate because then a lot of us don't want to get out there because we think that, you know, some men are only out for one thing. And I, I totally disagree with that. I think some men might be and some men might not be. And personally, I mean, I like sex as much as the sure. next guy. Sex is awesome. And, but I, I look for more than just that. Sure. But not and, everybody does. Yeah. And I think sometimes I... Perhaps I could, I may come across the wrong way. Like if, if, are you saying that outright? I'm just looking for a fling, or I'm just looking for. No, I would never it. say that okay. outright. Okay, but most men do, <laughs> where they make a comment that is very obvious, and that's all they're looking for. A, a, a lot of what I hear is, I just got a relationship, but I don't want anything serious, and that's fine. And I'm glad that they're honest, um, and I applaud their honesty. Uh, they should also applaud me for saying, or my client, or you, or anybody else for saying, you know what, this is what I want. Yeah. And those things don't reach. So let's, you know, maybe we should tell ourselves. Uh, unfortunately, it happens a lot. Though. It's a fairly significant part of our interactions. Yeah. 
like sometimes I, I make out with a girl on a right. first date it doesn't sure. it doesn't mean I just want sex no. I, it could I mean I still want a relationship if sure. If things work out, and, right. you know. but that, that's not saying you just want sex. Like no, I never are, say that. Right, but so when a woman says guys are just after sex, it's because they are just after sex. Yeah, and they've said it, or their actions have made it clear okay. that they've got a harem of some sorts, and they're just you know trying to decide. And women have harems too. Don't get me wrong, women do it too. So um, yeah, I recommend it only in certain circumstances. Yeah, in fact, I I've only ever. Twice. <laughs> Are you admitting this on here? Well, I can always cut it later. Um, and okay, and neither times it worked out very well. Okay. And so, I don't know, maybe that's not a great idea. I, I don't necessarily I, recommend it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what, if it was a good experience, then it's great. And kudos to both of you. Yeah. Like, that does happen. I've had and it's turned into a serious relationship. So, I, But I also have clients that have had sex on the first day and it's turned into a serious relationship. So. That's good. And I've also had clients that have waited a year and it turned into a serious relationship. So, I mean, it just depends on the energy you share with that person. I, I know people, actually it's funny, I did a very uh, non-scientific study with a bunch of my colleagues and I asked them, how did you meet your significant other? Uh, if you've been together more than 15 years. And it was like 73% they met through friends or through, you know, uh, non-online means. Just because 15 years ago very people met online. And almost 73% of them met and one of them strongly disliked the other initially and so the other person had to really you know work at it and it could have been the guy it could have been the girl it didn't matter but one of them was like I think this person's really interesting and the other person was like not happening yeah. <laughs> and 73% and I find that fascinating so that obviously somebody had to make the effort to change that perception so okay. keep that in mind okay that, I've never successfully converted someone who doesn't like me to like me well I don't know if it was that they did they disliked the person or they hated them it was just they were not going to date them for whatever reason maybe because they didn't look the way that they imagined their life partner to look that's yeah. fairly common right it's like you have prince or princess charming in your mind and it's like oh wait a minute they look nothing like that so it's just not going to happen and women you know make that judgment more than men do but men do too um, and so sometimes when you get to know somebody that changes and you're like wow they're a really amazing person and why didn't I think of them that way right and that happens and that's 72% is a significant Number. Uh, I was surprised. And this is, this is a very valuable uh, material because I yeah. think a lot of people who are in the extremely shy group or shy people generally have uh, more problems dating. And so the, this was good material for our audience to listen to. I, I think it's great. I, I would like to change that just a little bit. And I don't know if they have more problems. I think it's that people who are shy struggle more to initially connect. But once they're actually in a relationship, their concerns are the same as everybody else's and sometimes they even have a better relationship because traditionally people who are shy truly shy um, actually communicate better than people who are um, uh, very outgoing because people who are very outgoing usually talk more than they listen so when you have two listeners you're really communicating a lot more than you normally with people who are two talkers or one talker at once yeah. right? uh, but yeah no, the initial contact the initial connection yeah that's it's definitely uh, scarier for people who are shy and so again, I urge anyone, if you see me at an event and you're 
you're like, I really want to get to know that person better, and I don't know how, talk to me, and we'll, yeah. I'll help you out. Yeah, all right. So, Bonnie, you, you told me you have to get going soon. I do. Right? But yeah. we just had somebody show up, so I feel like I need to... <laughs> But anyway, yes, I do have to get going soon. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a privilege to have you huh. on the podcast, Bonnie. Anytime. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so we'll we'll uh, cut it for now. Okay, hilarious. Awesome. I look forward to the dating episode. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed our talks on dating. If you have anything so you'd like to add, uh, write to us. Uh, when you visit our page, tinyurl.com slash 604. Like us on Facebook, ESV Social Meetup, when you search for us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ESV Social. Rate and review the Extremely Shy podcast in the iTunes store. The better ratings and reviews the podcast gets, the more exposure, and it leads to more people potentially coming out for you to meet. So that's it for this episode. Stick around for our outtakes. so hard to meet people in Vancouver. I mean, I can answer that because I completely disagree with that. Or whatever. Hi, this is Kevin from Extremely Shy Podcast. And... Um, I'm trying to think of one right now uh, that we can ask on the podcast. Hey, Karen. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes. Hi. And I, I want to let you guys know that if you say something that you want me to cut, just let me know right away. Just and say say uh, just record it. And, Record yourself saying, just please cut that or whatever. So then, if I hear it, or I will hear it, and then I'll cut it. I so know you're going to leave all this in right now. Yeah. No, there'll be some stuff. Kevin, cut, cut it. Cut it. If you like, No, I'll, I'll, I'll cut whatever you want me to. It's been good yes. so far. Yes. It's, it's a part of the culture. I guess it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't think talking about this is probably a good, <laughs> and it, it probably is an interesting topic, but it's probably not something I want to bring up 